And, oh, well, now I closed out the thing instead of the chat. All right, look at that. What have you done? We're back. Ryan, we're back. It's me, Doug. It's me, Ryan. We we're are here. two weeks from everywhere. Ryan, listen, the funniest thing <laughs> in the world is that Ryan Collins always tries to maintain his inner even keel mm. all the time. I'm a person who I like, I don't care if in my brain everything's on fire and chickens are running around with their heads all cut off, but I like the world around me to be even keel. Mm. Ryan likes to live in a world of just, let's just all smooth <laughs> all this shit and but and this is i think a little bit from our father's generation the guys who smoke cigarettes with wrenches cussing under their breath because the fucking lid that came off two minutes ago will not come off now no matter how much force we apply to it and you can watch ryan collins divulge instantly into this and it's it's weird because it doesn't happen a lot and i, I feel like you're like me in the heart of a meteor crashing down on your house scoop the kids get the animals everybody's good but you open a drawer and the tupperware lid spill onto the floor and you will burn Every yeah. motherfucker to the ground. Yeah, it's I, true. It's the littlest things that set me off, and big things. I'm like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, house is on fire. Car got rock, got broken in. It's all I got it. But man, drop a dish off the dish rack. I'm gonna yeah. fucking kill something. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, so I can. I got a story to illustrate that. So we, uh, our listeners might not know this, but uh, we recently celebrated the anniversary of Sarah Palin Day. We had a Sarah and Palin Day. <laughs> Sarah. Palin. <laughs> Sarah Palin is the name of the uh, woodland creature that caused us to have a very uh, bad accident on the way to a gig uh, one yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, suffice it to say, the vehicle we were in uh, it did not stay upright. It flipped over a couple times. And I remember uh, after that happened, uh, it was in the days of iPods and like tape adap adapters and stuff like that. And I remember, because uh, I was playing music while we were driving up there through my yeah. iPod. So after we had flipped over a couple of times, I very calmly said, I don't want my battery on my iPod to run out. So while I'm like helping people <laughs> climb out the window of the car, I pause my iPad pod shut it down and unplug it and then put it in my pocket and then climb out of the car okay very calmly very collected however yesterday um not yesterday two days ago um my daughter was playing with a ball in the house and I said hey uh you should probably not be playing with that ball in the house and she said why and I do this thing uh since we've been a parent where I don't allow myself to say because I said so so anytime they say why I give a detailed answer and I say because I'm afraid that you're going to kick that ball or not catch that ball and it's going to either knock over the TV or it's going to knock over this glass over here. And she goes, oh, okay. Kicks it one last time and it hits a cereal bowl, knocks the cereal bowl off the table and breaks the cereal bowl. Shatters. Yeah. Of course and it liquid fire just came out of my eyeballs. Like, I was... <laughs> So, so, um, I mean, my daughter's fine. Everything's fine. Um, yeah, you did however, the bowl, her with the bowl the, is not fine. With uh, the liquid she, eyeballs. Yeah, she knew exactly what needed to be done in that moment, and she went and she got a broom and a dustpan. Didn't say another word until it was all cleaned up, and then said sorry. But meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm like literally trying to keep the vein in my forehead from bursting from, because yeah, yeah. I'm so upset about it's this a, bowl that it's hard. You know, it's uh, it's uh, parenting is hard, man. It's hard. And uh, I do something that my parents never ever did, which is I apologize if I do. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, and I'm very much like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna over. I try. They say, uh, you know, uh, now uh, uh, psychiatrists and child psychologists, especially, say you don't need the last sentence. Like mm. once you've reprimanded, you don't need to reiterate because mm. then you're just I trying. Yeah, I struggle with it all the time, so I gotta my, go out of my way to do it. That being said, 
had the first 10 times you did, listened and did not kick the ball any one of those 10 times yep. and there would not be lava we would ice. Have, we would have one more bowl in the south. And then no, my do. biggest pet peeve is then when lava ice happens, all of the non-adult people in the house look around shocked as if lava ice came out of nowhere. No, out of nothing. Out just, of nothing. Yeah. My, my immaculate conception. Yeah, just, yeah, just <laughs> lava ice just happened out of nowhere. Yes, and that is true. definitely not the case. Anyway, so I yeah. did a, I did a thing because I know we're in a, a crunch zone here because you got something to do that's more important than hanging out with your best friend, which I that, mean, I came that, to your kid's birthday untrue. party. That is so untrue. So whatever. I mean, I'm, <laughs> not that you owe me. I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what I did was uh, I devised a breakdown. I got a, I wrote an hour. I got us uh, I got right. us talking points. So I got us things to talk about. And I think you're going to enjoy this because it's something we've probably touched on all of these topics. Or so, you all of you, this. You, so you say you outlined an hour. I have an hour outlined okay. with you so and me talking. How it's, much of that do you think? Think we're actually going to get <laughs> as of right now since the opening is i like we'd say hi and yeah. this and that would be about yeah. two minutes and we're at yeah. 10 now we're not getting anywhere near the end but you'll like it and it's a good discussion point so so i think we'll just jump into it here and i think that i would like to talk about trilogies oh okay i got some so and too. i will say this is excludes uh star wars this will exclude things like toy story this will exclude yeah. pirates of the caribbean because these things are no longer in the trilogy zone yeah. Which is awesome anthology. because I and thought those are more anthologies or sagas. So I think it opens up to to like. So I wrote down a, a bunch of ones that I thought maybe were awesome that we could discuss. Like what your favorite? Like if if you don't include Star Wars and you know, do we take out Aliens because technically Aliens is no longer? <laughs> yeah. So really, in my determination, that really leaves one. What I would say and argued by critics most likely would be probably the most perfect trilogy. And I want to see if you say. That the same thing that I say. What do you think the most perfect trilogy is? Uh, well, that would be the Back to Future. Back to the Future trilogy, thousand <laughs> percent. Not a doubt in my mind. But yeah. I was looking and going through the list of like the yeah. ones that 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 could be. Um, like you know, The Hobbit. That shouldn't have been a trilogy, probably. Mm. Uh, maybe a show. I think it would have been yeah. better served as a, as a, as a miniseries. Yeah, well, um, that's a great point. Yeah, I think if it were made today, it would be. I think if it, I and I listen. I love the fact that we're getting away from like my kids are upstairs right now watching the FNAF movie again because they just said here and and it that, by the way did we you got, watch it yeah we watched it yeah. did you did you like it well, I did I did I thought <laughs> I, I honestly though I thought I don't want to be a Debbie Downer but I didn't think it was as scary as Listen, I I kind of went man for I don't know if the movie people have wa played those games but they didn't well I've watched my kids play that and they're horrifying oh yeah and there was like two jump scares and I was like this I mean it was good storyline wise and I guess there's like a written element that, that my kids know about that I didn't but in my head you could make a whole movie about just jump scares, I'd be perfectly fine with it. Just scare the crap out of me the whole time. I like that, like, oh, ha, you got me. So, and all the talk was those animatronics, because a lot of that was practical. They made it giant animatronics because they wanted it to be real. Like, they said sometimes they would, like, shift and move, and, like, they said it was scary the whole time. And I was like, well, maybe give us that. Like, yeah. kids running is scary, but it was scary the first couple times. Not yeah. saying it was beaten. I know it's not for us. This is for, you know, preteens and, and, and stuff. It so, is an introduction to the horror it, genre. Yeah, I I agree a thousand percent. So, um, so what other trilogy? Because we look, we could this could all just be called Back to the Future, and I know we've probably yeah. talked about Back to the Future a ton, but I don't think that um, there's been a more succinct uh, um, trilogy than that, start to finish. We got an awesome epic story, we got an arc, and we got cliffhanger. Stuff was kind of left unsaid, and it didn't need to be said, mm. except for the fact that they that that does prove 
that time is always different. Just because Marty changed that, you know, inevitable past doesn't mean that the future is not different. Like, we don't know what happens. We don't know any of it. So, and there's a train. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. There's a train and it blows up the Del- DeLorean. And I was so sad when I saw that happen. Yeah. Except then, for and, that and, you know, he, car he was a giant hunk of junk. It's true. It was. And it had cocaine in it, apparently. Did it have all, cocaine in it? Well, the, the reason there are no more DeLoreans is because oh, Mr. DeLorean the, was using them to uh, transport cocaine yeah. across borders. Which I guess makes sense. The car doesn't really need to work as long as it works, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, she may not look like much, but she's got it where it takes. She's got it where it counts in bindles uh, and kilos and whatever other <laughs> structure of measurement. Uh, okay, so this might be controversial, but you brought up The Hobbit. So technically, uh, if The Hobbit were a single movie, it would eliminate the Lord of the Rings from the discussion because that would make the Lord of the Rings uh, uh, a quartet. Uh, I disagree. Um, well, I guess it wouldn't. I guess I guess you're right. I guess it, it would. But what I'm saying is it's not, it wasn't, here's what I'm saying. If it was Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, then yeah. it's a whole different thing. Those movies felt different. They set out to tell a different kind of story. So to me, same world, correct, not the same storyline, not the yeah. same. This is a Elseworlds or a what if or a, that didn't count towards the those trilogies. So that being said, right behind uh, the Back to the Future trilogy for me is a little bit tied between The Godfather and Lord of the Rings. Mm. The only thing that puts Lord of the Rings a little above is I think the third Lord of the Rings movie is probably close to being the best one. I know mm. the first one's probably the best, but uh, uh, The Godfather Part 3 is 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 not great not as great. far as the story goes. It's not bad. It's, it's not, not bad, but like to me, Godfather 1 is New Hope where it's, it, we're setting a world, we're creating a world here. And then 2, like Return of the, or like, like Empire Strikes Back was like a perfect yeah. action and this and you're in it and like we're cutting heads off and fucking we're in Vegas Fredo, and we're the Cuban Revolution and like you knew it was you Fredo you <laughs> broke my hot kiss I mean it was so well made and so good so that is hard to like it's hard to top that but they didn't come close I don't think with Godfather Part 3 no um, well I, I'm worried I'm worried about this conversation because uh, I think there's a real possibility that we might talk about Die Hard and as you know um... <laughs> not a trilogy <laughs> well uh, there's a fourth when John flies a view, jet plane uh, into a fucking helicopter or motorcycle into a helicopter. It is a trilogy. Wait, I would like to say that we are plus one minute into stoppage time and Manchester United's horrible season and they have just scored a goal. So I'm happy. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, But yeah, so I would say uh, Die Hard is a good trilogy uh, if you just all the ones. The bad buttress or whatever. Is that that the correct? What is a buttress? And then we talked about this before, but Die Hard 2 is really just, it's just an action movie they had on the shelf and they just changed all the names. But Die Hard 2 is like Halloween 2 where they're like, it's not anything to do with anything. Or, yeah. or like Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I mean. Where they're like, it ain't none of them kids. You don't know any of these kids. This is just other kids on Elm Street yeah. that Freddy's fucking with. Yeah. And you're like, but... And then the third one, we get Dream Warriors, which is Nancy comes back and her dad. And yeah. so so what you're saying is if we cut... Uh, actually, listen, I, I talk shit about the vengeful, whatever the fourth one is, vengeance of a, of a diehard, diehard with a vengeance. <laughs> I don't even know. But, uh, I, mean, but I will one. say that I don't know. two, he was like fighting terrorists in like a church and snowmobiles and shit, right? Yeah, he was so fighting... Two, I think is more devoid than even four, probably. Yeah. So your well, contention is we cut two out and put no, no, it's 
not place? that. It's that. It's that. It's that. It's not as like your to your point about the Godfather, right? The Godfather, uh, two great parts, one not so great part, and yeah. I'd say the same as with Die Hard because Die okay. Hard has uh, the, the beginning and the end are great, but the middle is take it or like you could skip two and and the story doesn't and one move. and three is is great. Yeah, yeah. We don't know anything about Miss Gennaro past yeah. two except yeah. for like the news again. Like you can't keep showing the family on the news. You did that trope in the first one. Yeah. So, but um, it does have William Sadler uh, practicing karate naked in front of a television set. Though. For man, sometimes they're just like, <laughs> "Hey, you guys like, dude? Listen, I'm a little over. I'm a little over nudity altogether. Like I was, um, I was like, watch. I think I was watching a show called uh, Salem. It's really, really not great, and it was so not great that like I got into thirds. It's just background listening while I'm like writing or drawing or doing something, and it's not great. And then, but every once in a while, there's like, ooh, sexy time, blah blah blah. And <laughs> and because it was on network TV, they can't show like nudity. It's like a top of a butt crack or like a dude butt every once in a while. Mm. And I'm watching that go in the real quick because you could only have a few snippets you can't do hump hump you have to do you know other things but i'm watching that going that i love that our listeners up. won't see the hand gesture they'll but know. they'll hear it they'll <laughs> anyway uh so but but it proves a point that like like they call the, the boot scene it's some give me a couple seconds i mean literally the lights could go off and we all know everybody knows what's happening yeah so like nudity, but man, I'll tell you what, in like the late 80s, early 90s, they were just like, dude, butt. Because yeah. they couldn't do full female nudity all the time. They wouldn't do full female butt nudity a lot because because other parts could show. But man, like you're like, hey, do you want to see Jimmy Schmitz's butt in NYPD Blue? And you're like, we don't really, there, here it is. No, well, I and guess I like, do. I, yeah, I guess I, I thought I didn't, but here it is. So like, I just, the nudity. But yeah, William said, like, I don't get it. Like, I remember watching The Bad Lieutenant with Harvey Keitel the first time, and he's doing coke with all like hookers and then all of a sudden it cuts to like harvey Keitel like helicopter in his wiener and all i could think of the whole time is like <laughs> you like there are 15 people yeah. had to go the no, whole Har room harvey. yeah a whole room full of people gotta, yeah. and then what do you like listen as a guy you know that you're in a room full of people it's not temperature can like everything about it is like you have to work to get to a point where yeah. you can i don't care how big your your stuff is yeah. you gotta work to a point to yeah. get a exactly. helicopter motion and you just go what is what are we doing we get it there's a half naked women in cocaine we all know what's yeah. gonna happen yeah we know it's gonna happen. i just i just don't yeah. get it anyway so so two, and we also would... know that william sadler in another role uh famously said do not ogle my butt i work out every day he every said day that, so. yeah <laughs> that was his most famous role as death so and bill and ted oh my god i love him so much dude <laughs> i love him so much um so okay so where do you put where do you put die hard in your let's do let's do a mount rushmore real quick which is gonna be hard because my mount rushmore's two number two head is actually is actually two heads smushed together because man, I could literally watch the um, um, Godfather or the Lord of the Rings trilogy every yeah. day of my life and be okay with it because I love them that much. So uh, I, I'm going to actually point out a hidden trilogy. Okay, and this is going to piss you off, uh, okay. but it's a hidden trilogy, and that is. Are you going to uh, say the Cornetto trilogy? No, it no. starts with uh, Star Trek Two, uh, Star Trek Three, and Star Trek Four. It doesn't 4. count because you start a, with two. It's not a trilogy. Well, hold on a second because Star Trek Motion Picture, like we talked talked about with Die Hard 2. Uh, you can just watch it. It's a standalone, you know. Oh, I or, see what you're saying. Watching. There's not really a continuation. So the story yeah, continuation. Got gotcha. the, the Star Trek 3 starts off right after the end of Star Trek 2. And then the reason that the crew of the Enterprise is in a Klingon bird of prey in Star Trek 4 
shore when they're beaming up some whales is because they are, you know, using the ship they stole after they blew up the Enterprise in Star Trek Three from the Klingon. Which, oddly enough, uh, nice little tie-in here. So oh. um, <laughs> the uh, the Klingon commander of that bird of prey William was portrayed. Uh, commander Krug was his name, and yep. he was portrayed by none other than Christopher Lloyd. Oh. So they took Christopher Lloyd's vehicle and traveled back in time. Yeah, they did to get whales. Yeah, they did. So which ties into the fact that Christopher Lloyd is also in the Star Wars universe. He is. So it's very possible that Christopher Lloyd is the anchor of all times. He's the anchor. He and it will also explain how he's been 82 years old for 45 <laughs> years now. Because he yes. played Reverend Jim on Taxi, which I adore Taxi, yeah. one of my favorite sitcoms ever. Because it was like pre-sitcom where they were just doing wacky stuff for fun. But he played Reverend Jim and he was 82 years old in that. Yeah, he was and old then dude. like two years later, his hair was white and he played an old man scientist who was 82 years old. And then I just saw him in Ahsoka where he played an 82 year old man. Yeah. It's possible he's God. Christopher Lloyd may be God. <laughs> he was also uh, recently in the Hollow- Spirit Halloween movie, which uh, was not a great film, but uh, it was it's perfectly watchable um, yeah. and it's great for kids. Uh, but oh. yeah, he is the ghost in that movie. So I don't ever, when somebody like pops up in a kid's movie, I never, I will never ever begrudge them because A, it's free money. You yeah. just get to show up and be goofy and wacky and nobody cares. And they probably have a blast making those movies. So, you know, but also he's yeah. Christopher Lloyd. He can do what he wants. Whatever he wants. Yeah. I'm so, okay. So you're putting, so let, so let's break down your, your, uh, your, sorry, I was blocking oh this out of my purview. Uh, so let's, let's do your Mount Rushmore or as close as you can get right now. Well, this is hard because, uh, one, we're eliminating, said. we're eliminating, um, listen, and also I'm taking those, some of those off the table because man, aliens one through three is <laughs> really, really good. So, but I think, does that count though? But the storylines are continued because if we can bring in Prometheus, which mm-hmm. listen, I, what, what is it, Prometheus? And what's the other one that I don't know. I haven't seen it. Have you seen Prometheus? Uh, either of those? I saw it, I think in the theater and that was the last, and you just, you yeah, were like, this, I'll just, I'll just erase this off the whiteboard of my memory. Well, and, it was during a time in my life where watching movies was very difficult. So, uh, I remember it being very long and was very I long. was like, what, what is, what's going on? I, I got stuff to do, man. What's going on? So <laughs> listen, I get that MC Escher or not MC Escher that, uh, what's his name? HR uh, Geiger. Geiger. I get that he made cool art, but I don't need, I mean, I felt like that movie was an hour of going, look what we recreated from yeah. a painting. Yeah. And you're like, I get it. it. Like dicks with heads. I totally get it. Cool. Let's as a, what, there's an Australian band called Da Vinci's Notebook that writes great songs, but my favorite song they ever wrote was called Get to the Fucking Monkey. And it's yeah. only about Jack Black's King Kong movie where they're like, literally the whole song is like, we are an hour and a half into this movie and we have not seen a Kong get to the fucking monkey. So that's the term I use every time I watch a movie where I'm like, get to the fucking monkey, dude. Like, mm. let's get there. So we, and I try not to be a negative Nancy. We yuck no yums. That's our goal. But like, you're wasting storytelling. Like, I al- will always say that about what's his name, Superman, when he was Zack Snyder, when he was like, but have you seen four hours? And I go, that's not <laughs> how movies should work. Movies should, if you can't tell me a succinct story in two, you don't get four. So I watched the four hour cut and it felt like the two hour cut, but longer. Yeah. It, the story didn't change. It was just longer. But do you it feel that way like about Lord of the Rings? I do not feel that way about well, Lord of the Rings. What do you do about The Hobbit? Uh, I do about The Hobbit, but here's why. Because The Hobbit, very small book, written
written in a very different language and di- not different language. You know what I mean? Like written yeah. language. Lord of the Rings is written way different than 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 The Hobbit because Tolkien wasn't really a writer, so he kind of just did played around with words and wordsmith and like. So The Hobbit is a way easier and different read than Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is a lot like reading the Bible sometimes, mm-hmm. where you just kind of got to keep up, and then eventually it's all there. There's action, it's greatness, but you have to really want to read Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and The I Hobbit, agree. you don't. The Hobbit is a novel. It's a novelization of a story. So like, I didn't mind it being like, da, 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 we're washing dishes and we're doors <laughs> oh, yeah, in the house. Was fine. That yeah. was all that was fine. But like, get to the monkey, dude. Get the sh- get to all of the stuff. And they didn't get there. They, yeah. I, I feel like they didn't get there until the third movie. And then really, they could have taken the dishwashing scene, put it at the first part of the third movie and went, I would have went, there you go. We got it. That's a movie. So yeah. like that to me, that was an, what I would call a non-trilogy. We didn't need it. I think and it also, suffered. guys, I've watched the extended trilogy of Lord of the Rings a million times and those are yeah. just as good. Yeah. I, I think it suffers from, uh, dare I say, fan service. Because a thousand percent. Like all the stuff with like Radagast and, you know, uh, Saruman and all that stuff, like that, that felt like it was there because everybody that's watching this movie knows that there's another movies coming up, yeah. right? Where the book did not do that so much. I, I mean, it threw away the, 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 the references to Radagast and like when they went up to fight the Necromancer and do all that kind of stuff like that. But they told the story of Bilbo and the, the dwarves, right? Yeah. Like that was the story that was pushed along. And this one, we will like stop that story to go and find out what, you know, Gandalf was doing while he wasn't with the Hobbit. And the name of the movie is the Hobbit. So we yeah. should maybe stick with the Hobbit. <laughs> focus on. Yeah. yeah let's right. focus on. Let's, Which let's is a similar, a similar complaint that I had much to very controversial statement here about um, the Mandalorian when they were not Mandalorian, the book of Boba Fett when they were like, well, Hey, we're going to go check in with Din Djarin there for a little bit. What's funny I mean, is I enjoyed that, but Fett. I feel like it was unnecessary and don't sell me. That's my biggest problem with the book of Boba Fett is literally those episodes because they sold me a different variation of the world because book of Boba Fett was more and Mandalorian is much more hollow woodwinds and like Western. So like, don't sell me this world with like crazy cyborg people and, and Danny Trejo in a diaper selling me a Rancor baby. And I mean, give stop. me Danny Trejo in a no, diaper. No, like, I, I want it. That. But then don't don't go, hey, we're going to pause for an intermission and give you two full episodes of Mandalorian. We meant to post the last season on the Mandalorian. Yeah. We didn't get to it. And I get you want to tie the world in, but guess what? They're both Mandalorians. We're in. The yeah. worlds are colliding. You put a Rancor in. It's Star Wars. I got it. Don't need monks with laser swords to tell me. I know where we're at. Yeah. As a matter of fact, before the man, before Din Djarin was ever thought of, Boba Fett was in Star Wars. So sure. you don't need to sell us. That's my biggest point. But again, I think that's movie or Disney people trying to tell people who were doing Star Wars stuff really well. Well, we got to tie this in. And and, and Dave Filoni and, and, and John Favreau probably have a million Din Djarin stories ready to go. But the fact that we got two full episodes and not once, was he like, like Mando phoned Boba? Yeah. It was like, just so you know, here. We're on the planet. We're over here somewhere. <laughs> That's, doing that's why I don't have a I don't have a Dinjarin. It's about the best you get. That's, that's so, fine. I accept but, it. But like, okay, so sorry, we're digressing into Star Wars and we shouldn't. So so just give me like the quickest rundown of your of your Mount Rushmore trilogy. Uh, the Lord of the Rings is definitely on there. Uh the of course the Back to the Future trilogy would take top spot. Um and I would also put uh that hidden trilogy that I talked about, and then I, I think I would put Die Hard up there. But the the problem for me is that Die Hard stops after Die Hard three. I, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean yeah. I love Justin Long, but like Listen, 
how about this? Yeah. How about this is what I don't get to about movie trilogies because we could get into this with because I think Indiana Jones deserves to be up there because mm-hmm. I don't think the fourth one uh, or the fifth one should feel like I they're just unnecessary. Yeah. I feel they weren't bad stories and it's like the worst of really good movies. But like, why not just let Mutt do it or why not give us a new Indiana Jones and call it the Young Indiana Jones? And then if you put a twenty year old guy in there as like just out or twenty four year old as just out of college Indiana Jones who's also trying to get his doctorate Dr. Fucking Jones so he's in college while he's still doing shit for his dad while he's still trying to stop people from stealing artifacts and then guess what this guy grows up with generations of people then he gets to be Indiana Jones for a long time right yeah so why do we keep that we don't need to see Harrison I love Harrison listen I'll never not want to see Harrison Ford but we don't need to do it and I feel like with Die Hard they had a chance to let his daughter take over why not make her a young cop Justin Long can be there Kevin Smith's weird cameo could be there all of that could still exist except we have John McClane at the beginning talking to his daughter who's a newly formed cop. Yeah. And then we just let her be Joanne McClane for a little while. Then, you know, the neckbeards are happy because we didn't ruin a series by making a girl stuff and like, it's all a part of the same world. Like, we've talked about they messed up Ghostbusters doing that. Why not just call it Ghostbusters? It doesn't have to be the new Ghost. It could be Ghostbusters Chicago or something. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why we're in those worlds because I feel like... uh, A different... uh, It's a franchise, right? A franchise. Okay. So I think I... That was all... uh, That was a very capital, very Reagan movie, right? It was like yeah. these guys start up a business, right, and create a market for themselves of busting ghosts, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you know what? Uh, Melissa McCarthy comes around and they start up the Ghostbusters Chicago branch. Yeah, yeah, and you can have great. all the, the Ghostbusters guys just signing off because a Peter Venkman would take a franchise and quit working the second it was possible. Mm-hmm. They did not set Pete Venkman up as a guy who wanted to get slimed all the time. So if people went, hey, we're going to give you lots and lots of money and go do Ghostbusters in Chicago. He would go, yeah, you are. As a matter of fact, <laughs> you could do it here. I'll just quit. What am I? I'm CEO of Ghostbusters. Yeah, I'm a shareholder. I'm a shareholder. <laughs> That's Pete Venkman's dream. I yeah. want to sleep with Sigourney Weaver and not do any work whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. It's a perfect listen. We should be making movies, man. So, okay, I will say that I have to take Indiana Jones off because you're right. That's what we'll say. That is a franchise. That is, and now we're getting a fifth one. So, unless they make a sixth one, we get double trilogy. I'm t- I am got to take it off. Yeah. But for a long time, Indiana Jones, for sure, probably the best trilogy we had going. I would also put the uh, the Bourne trilogy up there. Oh, in your top fan. five, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, the Bourne Supremacy, the second one, is one of my favorite movies of all time. I, really? I just, yes, I, it's just it's a fantastically made. Like from a technical point, it's a fantastically made movie. Story wise, it's it's got everything that I want. It's got you know the action stuff, but like at the heart of it, it's like Jason Bourne. It, it's he's not trying. Like his ultimate goal is not to beat the super spy. His ultimate goal is to apologize to that girl yeah. for killing her parents. <laughs> Like, yeah. And that's like the movie doesn't end after he beats the super spy. He beats the super spy, played by Carl Urban, nonetheless. Yeah. He beats the super spy, but the movie keeps going because it's not over until he says he's sorry to that girl for killing her parents. Yeah. And it's like it's just a it's just a perfect movie. I just love it. I might I have to movie. reinvent I did I that was to me was like I just went to the theaters and saw the Bourne movies. I never yeah. really invested too it's, much. It's it's very much the it's very much got the Star Wars kind of setup where the first one's good, but the <laughs> second one is really so good. That's 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 the one right there and then the third one is also good it's a nice little sort of um end cap on it but and then they got the new one with jeremy renner but i don't know if it's not the same character or not the same just the same conceit that somebody has lost lost their memory and they're getting their memory back so is that five wait four is that four i'm sorry 
I don't know. I, what I say? Back to the Future, Lord of the Rings, the Hidden Trilogy, Star Trek Trilogy, um, and then the Bourne okay. Trilogy. And yeah. I, I can't put Indiana Jones up there because... Because it is... Because they did continue. There's no broken yeah. storyline. It's Indiana the right. whole time. And adding Karen Allen back in, they just continued to make it part of the universe and part of... So you're right. Yeah. Um, so, so where does the Matrix fall? And do you still consider Ooh. the Matrix a trilogy? That's that's a that's a good question. Because um, the Matrix is great. Um, Matrix I, is great. Listen, underground dance scene or like I I hate when people get all up in arms about things like that where they go well and I go well they're humans like life sucks really bad every once in a while maybe like a drug induced sex party dance party especially at what is essentially the ball dropping we all know we're gonna die mm. we do it now for no reason why would they not do it I just don't get it that people are like well they shouldn't dance in dystopian worlds and you're like but seems like the best time to dance really I mean we're in a dystopian world now some would say and we dance all the we time. dance all the time <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying so but do you consider it a trilogy even with the new edition? Even with the new one, I think so. I think The so. new edition to me feels like a separate view screen. Yeah. Like if we're in the architect's room and we're seeing Neo shout yes, no and answer different questions, that to me sets up an ever-changing timeline. And I, I really do feel like that if they came out and went, well, the fourth one was really like we just picked one of those view screens and like this is one direction Neo would have went or could have gone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I consider it. And plus Neo died. So we don't know if that was even really Neo, I guess. So. Yeah. But does it change? It? Does it change it, your it top four me. or five? It, well, no, I would definitely add it. I would definitely add it. If it, if we if we are considering a trilogy, I do think the Matrix trilogy. I mean, the the thing is, is that when that when that trilogy came out, so the first one and then specifically the second one, like it took over my life for a while. <laughs> like yeah. it was like seriously up there with like Star Wars. Where like I was like reading all about it. I was you know arguing with dorks about it and <laughs> like just like conjuring up alternate storylines and everything in my head. Like, like it seriously took over my life. Uh, but then when it was over, that's the thing that's, that's that makes this deceptively hard for me. Because when it was over, like I, I was, I was over, I was done with it. Yeah. Like after it was over, it was like not something like uh, Star Wars where I keep coming back to it, or Indiana Jones where I keep coming back to it and watching it. Like, oh, you know, I want to watch something that I love, so I'm gonna, you know, watch it again. Like I, when the new one came out, like I was said to myself, I'm like, I'll go back and I'll watch the the trilogy, and then I was like, eh, no, I'll just watch the new one. Yeah. It's like that's that's. <clears throat> for me and that's also kind of where uh where i am with lord of the rings because i feel like um i i loved them so much but when they were done like i was you just kind of got over I was, I was done with them yeah i can see so, that but i don't know if that means that they're i mean it doesn't mean they're bad that just means i'm weird i guess no not really i think that just means that you were you you got out of it what you got out of it that's just mm-hmm. it so but for us like things like star wars i'll never not be in want to be involved yeah. or but for me like lord of the rings if it's on or even if i'm like laying down for bed and just want to turn something on for a little while if i see it it's very hard for me not to go mm-hmm. i'll click this on especially yeah. the first hour of that first movie is great falling asleep too because it's just fields and people having fun and soft music and weed smoking and like everything about <laughs> it just laid back yeah. So, um, I was trying to think, I, I wrote down a few, like I, I, the Cornetto trilogy. I love those movies so much. What's the Cornetto trilogy? That's the, uh, that's the, um, um, what's his name? Edgar Wright trilogy. Oh that's yeah. The yeah. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, oh, yeah. and Ed, End yeah. of the World. Listen, so, Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie so much. So, so much. I mean, they literally, they, they said, I think I, I heard in one of the interviews, like on the extras, they were like, we basically made a list of every cliche. And yeah. just put it put it in the movie, and, and then it's like, even, even though it's every the cliche. cliches, they talk yeah. of the, they watch Point Break where he's screaming and points his gun in the air and fires it, yeah. and then an 
And then Half they do an hour it. later, he literally <laughs> does it. Also, my favorite thing is Edgar Wright and, and uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are like our age. So like all of their references and stuff are shit outside of being English, like are shit. So, but like in Hot Buzz, they they went, oh, also we, we just hit a bunch of hip hop stuff. So like at one point, Nick Frost goes, yeah, Roy. And like, yeah. it's the Neighborhood Watch Association. So every door says the NWA. NWA. Like it's yeah. nonstop <laughs> with like hip hop references. And it's so stupid. And they pointed out that like the guy that, that Simon Pegg replaced in that movie was killed because he had a big bushy beard. Yeah. And they that did not fall in line with the normal standards of English living is having a big bushy beard. Big bushy beard. <laughs> And then I he forget finds that. Who's the skeleton that? in the in the crypt later. Oh my god, it's so that's stupid. That's how we know who he is because he's still he got big the bushy beard. beard. Uh, I forget the name of the guy who played the the captain. Uh, he was in the Harry Potter stuff. He's everywhere. He was everywhere. I can't remember his name. I love that guy a lot. I, I don't know why captain? it's important. But, oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You make us all look bad. Uh, what's his uh, Niles? Niles something. Damn it, Bill Bill Nile. Bill, Bill Nile. No, Nile. not Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Like Nye. that was Sean's stepdad in in Shaun of the Dead. That's and no. He was, he, he was, was his the, captain the first the, one. I'm talking about when he gets to the village. Yeah, oh, when he gets to the village. Yeah, that the big the rounder English guy. He's in literally everything. <laughs> That's so good. I should Google all the. Re- I'm not going to. We'll get. We'll keep talking about trilogy. So, so like, so then like, what else? I'm trying to think of what else I've I've written down because I put the Matrix. Um, I was looking up other trilogies. I never got into the Divergent trilogy. So, but no. I think they did make movies out of all of those. But then wasn't anything I'd ever watch. Um, so mine for sure would be Lord of, or would be um Back to the Future. I I have to put Back to the Future at the top. I can't not. It by far is just almost perfect top to bottom. Um, and then it's a it's a strong tie between The Godfather because man I fucking love The God- Godfather Part 1 and 2 especially Part 2 I could watch that every day it's an acting clinic it's a writing clinic it's paced so perfectly they know when to speed it up there's like really stupid comic beats like there's the part when uh they're at like the they're giving money of course Michael and, and his wife are giving money to, to whatever and there's uh there's uh not Luca Brasi uh, uh I can't remember the guy's name but he's trying to teach the orchestra how to play something in Italian he goes but and they're like but but and then all of a sudden the band starts playing pop go the weasel and it's such a stupid like everybody kind of chuckles and you're just like it's so weird and stupid but also like that guy's murdered people with probably hammers and shit and the guy with the clarinets like chuckling in his face while he plays pop goes the weasel and in my brain i'm going that guy would fucking skin you for a dollar dude like that's the world they created but also they're giving money to charity and they're having a party for their kids and it's a christening also and like so like but two is i mean everything about it is is just so well done and the the first one like it, it's very Luke Skywalker. You're watching a kind of a, a, a green nosed kid out of or brown. What do they call it when you're greenhorn? Greenhorn in a brown. No, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> snot nosed kid. Yeah, yeah, snot nosed kid. You're watching a kid uh, uh, who doesn't know anything about anything kind of fall into because his brother gets fucking atrociously murdered by lots of mm. bullets, fall into a role of boss because his older brother's an idiot. So, and then like the jump between one where he's kind of like, I have smart ideas on how I could kill this police detective or this police captain and all this to then like you jump in and Michael's fucking in charge. He's in charge of it. And it's just, and they, they, like they cut back in time and it's fucking, De Niro is playing Vito. So you've got two powerhouses playing the same character in two different movies. Just so well made. 
And then three misses a mark a little bit. Yeah. So those two are definitely up there. Um, thematically, though, three is fine. Thematically, it's fine. It just and feels a, different. It just HBO feels... did one called the Corleone cut where they cut it uh, in in time sign- or in um, chronologically. So yeah. they edited. The, um, I don't know what they. I, I just bought the HBO cut, but I think you can get on HBO Max actually or on Max and watch. It's like an eight hour long movie, but they literally edit the movie into chronological order. So you see like young Vito come to America, mm-hmm. then you watch him grow up in in the mean streets of New York, and then you watch him have a kid and all that stuff, and then you watch his kid become the boss, and very good. Andy Garcia with Wacky Eye and Three, you know, just a thing. It's a thing. So I put that up there. Um, Man, I do, you know, I, I always like Lethal Weapon, but it's, like, oh it's got my a God, fourth. Lethal Weapon's got, yeah. It's, it's got, got a fourth, fourth, so, but I don't consider it a franchise. They never really, I think four was like, a, let's make Joe Pesci be funny one more time. Like, yeah. it, I've watched two, one, two, and three a ton. I don't know I that I've ever... <laughs> So the, thing, and, the best thing about four is Jet Li. I agree. Jet I agree. I agree. But also, like, I don't know. It could have been a rush hour movie. Like, it just felt a little wacky. It felt wackier than even it felt wacky. But like one and two, Lethal Weapon one and two are so yeah. goddamn good. Is two the one we always, I always ask this question? Two's the one, or is three the South one? Af- South Africans. Two is South Africa. Three yeah, uh, the I, gangs. The gang. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so two and two is probably better than that's another one where. So this is what I think about. <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Uh, Lethal Weapon. If we, if Lethal Weapon was allowed, it would be on the Mount Rushmore because. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely a movie that even after Mel Gibson showed his true colors, yes, uh, not any association with Cindy Lauper, but once he showed his true colors, I still like those three movies. I mean, come on, you the, I, listen, they, they're fantastic, and I I love the fourth one, but it keeps it off this list because it's four. Yeah. But uh, I think that with Lethal Weapon one and Lethal Weapon two, it's kind of like Superman one and Superman two in that like they feel like the same movie. Like, yeah, they, 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 yeah, like they could have smushed the those together, yeah. and you would have went, "This is just a." Another day in the office for these two. Yeah, they're both fantastic, and they feel like they, they could be the same movie. You and- are Lieutenant Riggs? Yeah, the Chicago Riggses. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But, 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 but you're black. You are. He is. You are I black. Mean, I am black. That, that whole movie, uh, all of them, is just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I literally, I should, I'm going to make us t-shirts that just say, free South Africa, you, you dumb, dumb son of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah, and on the back, it'll just say, yeah, yeah you, you dumb, dumb son of a bitch. bitch. God damn, it's so good. Because, you know, whatever Leo wants, Leo gets. Eh, eh. Oh my god! Yeah. And can we just <laughs> we talk about the fact that Joe Pesci can skate into any world mm-hmm. and be believable? Yeah, getting harassed by a little kid he's trying to rob, a gangster literally kicking people's teeth out, yeah, popping eyeballs out eyeballs with a vice, oh and you god. buy it every. I never, I never not believe for a second that Joe Pesci wouldn't have landed in that world of those gangsters instantly. Which come to find out, he 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 was definitely a part yeah. of that early in his also career. Also a crooner, right? He's a crooner. Well, he wished he was a. He was very much wanted to be. So I found out, and this is why him and Robert De Niro became such good friends. And this is something I didn't know about, but because of TikTok, I learned and then looked into. So you had in New York City, when those guys were coming up, you had kind of two kinds of guys. You had guys who had little gangs, like little street gangs, and either you were a crooner gang or you were a put-down gang. So like, like look at this fucking guy over here. Yeah. Those were put-down guys. Don Rickles, the reason Joe Pesci and, and Robert De Niro love guys like because they were put down guys. Mm. So Joe Pesci came from the crew. He always wanted to be a crooner. But the guys he hung out with were like fucking Frankie Valley and like these guys who were like, you're, what are you gonna do, Joe Pesci? You're not gonna come in. And then and then you got guys like you got guys like uh like De Niro who were part of put down your mother this and look at your shoes and those guys. So mm-hmm. like apologies to anybody who gets offended by an, an Italian New York X. 
accent, but that's gonna you have to do it. So, but I don't know if Pesci was part of the Frankie Valley world. I think he was. I really do, for some reason, believe he like that. Go like Joe Pesci was a part of like all of that. So, um, but man, effortlessly skates into those worlds where you just go, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a sticky bandit, but also he's the right hand guy kicking somebody's face out for calling his friend a you know a bad name. And then also like you look at Lethal Weapon, and he is the exact opposite of all. Like he kind of just want to punch yeah. him the whole time, and he's a he's such a Shakespearean bad guy that you're just like, who cares what happens to him? Yeah. So, uh, so I now, will what add. Is it the it's um. Uh, was it Subway they go through? And he's like, that's where they fuck you in the drive-thru? That's where they fuck you in the drive-thru. One of the great parts of 4, though, is like he's trying to be a PI. And uh, and of course, he's driving this like big, huge red SUV or something like that. And uh, Riggs is like, a oh, nice, uh, inconspicuous vehicle you got here. That's <laughs> 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 great stuff. So good. So I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into this discussion, and I'm going to see where you land on it, because I believe, one, that that should definitely be offered up as maybe Maybe it's one of the all-time underlooked best comedic trilogies. I would have to say Beverly Hills Cop. Oh yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Because not a single one of them is bad. And even though the first one is much grittier than two and three, two and three, hands down, are super funny, well-made cop movies. Three is the one with the amusement park, right? It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's who's got one's got Judge Reinhold in it. They all have Judge all Reinhold. He's all yeah, yeah because like they call him out to L.A. for some reason. And like Axel steals a house in the second one. They like somehow gets a house. He's like, nah, it's my uncle's house. It'll be fine. And then I like, come to find out, definitely wasn't his uncle's. And like, yeah. like they convinced like, this is Gerald Ford. Like it's, it's just <laughs> so dumb. And stu- it's where the banana and the tailpipe thing came from. Yeah. And it's just, but really, man, Eddie Murphy at that time was making such good comedy gold. Like, I mean, it was really, really good. But that trilogy, I could literally watch. Um, because the first one was the Alphabet. Was that that was the second one? I think was the Alphabet Murders. Mm. Yeah, because the first one, his friend just died, and he was just going out to to like figure out why his friend died. And then, like, the second and third ones were just goofy and wacky. So the second one was the Alphabet Murders with Brigitte Nielsen was, like, the, oh, like yeah. the one of the bad guys. And that was, you know, big bitches just grow on trees out here. Like, it's just, <laughs> so, like, it's just so stupid and so yeah. funny. Uh, but then the third one was the Amusement Park, which is also just very funny. And mm-hmm. I don't know, just good stuff. So, But that, for me, I think deserves a spot because it was so well. The world felt the same and very well written and very well the same, like, atmosphere, basically. Also, I know it's not a trilogy, but uh, 48 Hours were also very good. Again, that listen, I think two, I like two better. Another 48 Hours, I think, is a little bit better than one, but one is so great. In the 80s, like, comedies, I feel like the guys writing comedies were also, like, just doing coke and, like, really dank bars all the time. <laughs> so, like, everything, all those early comedies really, like, Lethal One is grittier and a little dirty, and, like, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop One is gritty and dirty, and I know it's because they're younger guys, you know, Joe Dante and these guys are young, and but they're also, like, doing coke rampantly and hanging out in like dingy bars for with comedy guys so like the 80s, man it was yeah the 80s were just a wacky dude time but like i really do feel like it they were definitely like gringy or grungy and like in like mm. they just felt but also super funny like beat well, for it's beat the type, it's the type of movie that doesn't get made anymore like r-rated comedies they, they don't get made anymore i mean uh what was it like the hangover was like the last big big name big successful one and then yeah. like uh, jennifer lawrence the no hard feelings that just came out like it's the first r-rated comedy that's come out in ages in, in, in a long long time 
And I think the MPAA had a lot to do with that. I think they started stepping in and saying what you couldn't get get a, get away with. So like, get a count f word sometimes, and you had to, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, well, I don't everybody's know. afraid to make R-rated stuff now because they want to make everything PG thirteen. So it's the most marketable and marketable. Yeah. yeah, and I think yeah, and when you're not making it for the sake of making art, then then you you have to. And that being said, sometimes you can't make your art without like kowtowing or or not even kowtowing, but but you do have to make it palatable for more people, or you just get swallowed whole you might as well be making shit for youtube or tiktok mm-hmm. so but yeah that's weird to think about that like those those 80 man we we grew up with comedy go and our parents let us watch oh yeah they some shit that we so definitely that we shouldn't have done yeah was it beverly hills cop 2 where he's pretending that he's carrying a bomb he's just but he's talking about his kids to like a white lady and he goes yeah. i got twins and, it's, <laughs> and, and she like it like they're tackling shit like white guilt like he's just using like white guilt to make that lady do what he but that was stuff you didn't talk about. They just put into movies and put it out in the world, and they didn't have to go, we're dressing certain top. No, they just made it funny while also going, also, shit like this happens to black guys a lot. And sometimes, like, Eddie Murphy used to joke about it. I think it was in Raw, where he accidentally stepped on a guy's foot in the subway. He goes, this dude was big as hell. And, he, and you know what I did? I'm angry black guy. I just lost my, yeah, I got a problem. I just lost my job. White motherfucker look just like you. And he goes, gets me out of, I got, basically saying I, get, I don't get my ass beat because I act like an angry black guy a lot. Mm. And that's, like, stuff like that was allowed to be talked about. Oh, and I'm not saying in our times. I'm saying Eddie Murphy didn't then have to go and go, I'm also pointing out critical things about the zeit- about where we're at in society. Yeah. He just put it out there. Take it as you will. It was a funny moment between two people, or it was, you know, talking about the hot topics of the day. And I feel like today, lots of people try to write towards either the hot topics or avoid them so much that it feels disingenuous. Yeah, or didactic. Like, they're trying to teach you a lesson instead of, like, just, just uh, instead of just shining the spotlight on it, they're, they're trying to teach you a lesson about it like they have a uh, a sort of uh i don't want to say agenda but they have like um they they're, they're trying to lead you to a conclusion to what think about it instead of just like letting you have the debate yeah uh, and uh, listen i think that's where like uh i talk about the game cuphead like i love it art style and stuff like that but it's similar because i think also it, it's our fault as a consumer of these products not just you and me but like as a whole because we get online and we type all uh, our diatribes and we say all this bullshit that forces people instead of just letting something be something. Instead of letting Indiana Jones 4 be Indiana Jones 4, everybody has to make sure I mean, we're two fucking guys talking on podcasts, so I'm not (laughs) saying we're not a part of it. But what I'm saying is, like, the reason those movies, the reason Back to the Future 1 through 3 were so good is because what Siskel and Ebert didn't like it, they can go fuck themselves. Like, Mm. that's kind of what they had. But now, you're you're literally, you have to hear from the masses. Yeah, every movie has to make a billion dollars. But And then that's the other thing, is like, it used to be okay to just be middle of the road. Yeah. Perfectly. I always respected Kevin Smith because, and, and guys like Jay Moore, who's an actor, comedian, uh, like like uh, Jerry Maguire. And I think it was actually Jay Moore who said, listen, I'm in the middle class of stardom. And I'm fine. Some people know who I am. Some people couldn't give a shit. And I'm comfortable being in middle class of stardom. And I think that's where we're at is everybody says you have to be here or you're a failure. Mm. But that's not true. Every single thing has it the middle of the road. And you're allowed to be middle of the road. Some people don't make gold all the time. Yeah. And, and bringing up Kevin Smith is one of those. That, that dude will never make box office smashes. And I think it took him a long time because I just watched Clerk 3. It's not great. It's, it's just a lot of fan service, which is what he wanted to do and I'm perfectly fine with it. But like, I think it took him way longer than it should have to not shoot for the stars. He should have just went make, I make dumb movies about guys who make dick and fart jokes. And he should have
would have been happy with it. Do you mm-hmm. know who is happy with it? Fucking Tyler Perry. You know what he's doing? Not giving a shit what we think about his movies. He doesn't care yeah. what critics say about Medea. Mm-hmm. Goes boo, number five. Because <laughs> he's going to make the money off the people who want to watch it. And he yeah. couldn't care less about the rest yeah. of us. And he's then, got, you know what that he's got the equivalent. Well, it's much more than this, but he's got the thousand true fans. Like, thousand, whatever, yes. he, whatever he releases, he knows that, I mean, he's got many more than a thousand, but you understand that's the phrase, a thousand yeah, true yeah. fans. Like, if if uh, if you're a band and you have a thousand true fans, it, that means that everything, every time you, you know, host a show or release something, you're going to have people show up. To, and if you right size your venues, right, and you and you right size the production that you're you're making with your with your releases, then you will be successful. You every you time. won't be you won't be a you know a Beatles or a Taylor Swift, but you don't need to be. You know, you also can... yeah, also like you could just stop making content, even even like not making content, but like but like you know you. You said, oh, I watched Lord of the Rings, and then I was just done. I got it. it. It had an ending, and then I moved on from it. So, like, but a lot of guys moved on from it like you, but still go back and want to have their two cents when new yeah. things are made. So, but if, like, if you can just turn it off, if you were just done, I think we as a society need to go, oh, it just wasn't for me. We can, I can move on. I, mm. I am by, I got it. It was fine. I enjoyed it. I, it didn't waste my precious time. So we can accept it. And if you start watching something new that person makes and you don't like it, you could just not like it yeah. and move on and, and instead it's and it's not those I don't give a shit people bitch and moan you can not like anything you want and you can tell the whole world about it. what I'm saying is we're in a time frame where people who are at the high end of, of making pop culture care about what guys like you and I think about shit we don't really care about we just want to bitch about it mm-hmm. and like my thing is and this proves that Five Nights at Freddy's you know they like they released it on Peacock the same time they released it in theaters and it was like this in the movie industry in on the insider like websites I go to, it was a big talked about thing. This won't work. You either have to do a premium, pay for it early streaming, or go to the theater. And Peacock went, we're just going to give it a shot. And then you know what it did? It beat Taylor Swift at the box office for the weekend. Taylor Swift, who had the box office for three weekends in a row. Yeah. And I, I can't believe we're still talking about box. Like, if this podcast 20 years ago, we'd be like, fucking box office, $79 million. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's made $78.9 million of number one watched movie in theaters, right? You know who didn't go to theater, me and my four kids. You know, we watched it in my house. Peacock. Peacock. And guess what? They still got my seven bucks for the month or whatever. Like, I still yeah. paid them. So, like, it just proves that, like, w- w- we need that stuff to, do- we need to stop kowtowing and making. I think the Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy proved, and it might have been, like, a thorn in the side of those neckbeards that did scream, because I mm. think it was, like, Disney and people like Star Wars making that going, oh, we can't make it just for them because they won't come back. They won't spend money on toys. They won't buy you fucking plush sand walker, <laughs> sand people on t- on banthas they won't do it so we can just move on mm. yeah also I mean, it proves that people who want to go to the theaters they'll still go yeah and i think with the the more i think about the sequel trilogy we had a whole episode on it uh not too long ago but the more i think about it the more i, I feel like all the problems that people have with the sequel trilogy is because disney was trying to give the neckbeards what they wanted yep. because the force awakens everybody complains about how it's just like a new hope it's basically a new hope with the rescan well the reason why is because all the neckbeards said about prequel trilogy all we wanted was a new hope again yep. right so then that's that's what they get and then they're like oh well, it was too derivative oh that's what the neckbeards complain about so then they go to last jedi which is a hard reset of that and says all right we'll give you something completely different and then what do the neckbeards do oh we hate it because it's completely different and <laughs> here's the specific problems we have with it and then they come out with a third film that is the most hated out of all the sequel trilogies and the third film is basically one scene after the other trying to correct all correct. the mistakes the neckbeards said was with last Jedi and Force Awakens. Yep. And it's just like, you know, don't listen to those idiots. Like, well, 
don't, and, don't listen well, to us. Here's the other thing, though. <laughs> also, also, I say don't listen to them, and then they can still imbibe your content. Yeah. Because the Star Wars franchise is still worth billions and billions of dollars. So, like, you can uh, 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 lean on me. Remember that? You know what they crazy? You know what they're saying? Black motherfucker can't throw me out. You know where they're saying it? In the parking lot. Because <laughs> who gives a shit if they're imbibing it to hate it? By all means, imbibe away. None of yeah. my business. I'm, I will forever stand. And I, I got to send you that TikTok, and it, I, it came up again where I forget who it was, but basically said like it was talking about sampling and stuff, and and then they got into like what once a song if someone interprets this way, and I forget the artist, but he literally goes, "Oh man, once I make it, release it, I have literally no say over how people feel or embrace or take it or leave it. I get no say. All I can say is I made a finished product, and then I release it, and then I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. So like, what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Is what I'm saying. What does like our emotions or feelings about any of this have to do with any of that? So they should. It's proven. It's proven with the new Star Wars stuff coming out. When they stop listening to the neckbeards, when they stop letting people rail against Rose or Finn or whatever, and they just went now here. And the proof's in the pudding because you know what they did? They made an entire Star Wars show around women. <laughs> the the act, the main actress is a woman of color surrounded by other women, where dudes very little have even probably the best guy in it who just died. What's his name? Uh, uh was kind of just palpable. He probably would have been great. I feel like he's going to be something bigger than than Balin Skull became. But like it, it proved everything wrong. Female driven Star Wars is perfectly fine. You can let women literally direct almost every episode. You let women be in every step of the process. And it was great Star Wars. Top to bottom, it was great Star Wars. So we, uh, we di- diverged way into like what... Well, that being said on this episode where we weren't going to talk about Star Wars as one of the rules, uh, now that we finished talking about Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> so we're I think we're at time here. But yeah, yeah. Um, basically, I got a que- I got two questions for you. Okay. One, actually a question and then a demand. Okay. Uh, would you be able to parse together a trilogy of Mel Brooks films? Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah, without a reasonable doubt. Well, let's hear it. Uh, so, so top and number one will forever and always be uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Mm. I think by far his his best put together, star-studded, beat-for-beat comedy, even Tracy Ullman was this close. Touched it. <laughs> Fucking phenomenal. Pissed off. I was that close to a horse's wiener. I'd be worried about getting like pissed, pissed off. On. <laughs> I mean, top to bottom, the jokes, even the stupid, like, sword puppet show and all the guy, like, it's the dumbest. But Patrick Stewart at the super, end. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I got to take that back. Forever. That's second, because you know what first is. That's second. For my, uh, for me, the first has got to be Frankenstein. Oh, no, Spaceballs. Spaceballs is great, but Young Frankenstein, for me, I, is, Young is Frankenstein is my third, yeah. for sure. Put the candle back. Why are you talking I mean, like it, that? I don't know. It's like Lebowski. Every single line of dialogue I will agree. Is I will agree, man. There wolf. Or werewolf. There wolf. Why are you talking like <laughs> that? I don't know. I thought you wanted to talk like that. You know, I really am a brilliant surgeon. I could do <laughs> something about that hump. What hump? You're, uh, never mind. Oh, I ain't got no bomb. I mean, every every single line is. Where are you going to go? Where are you going? I was going to make espresso. <laughs> and that was Gene fucking Hackman. Gene Hackman, yeah. I mean, you might be right. I, I've had a good push. Now that I'm about it, I haven't watched Stein in a while, but Young Frankenstein might get pushed to the top because, man, it's just, it's actually Froderick. It's actually Frankenstein. Oh, do you pronounce it Froderick? No. No, why? <laughs> Come along, Igor. It's Igor. <laughs> 
so stupid. So, uh, was that the one with footsteps? No, that's not footsteps, is it? Yeah, footsteps. Yeah, kind of footsteps. What? Footsteps. What? Footsteps. 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 Okay, so now the demand, the demand is for you to watch the Echo trailer if you have not watched the Echo trailer. I just heard about Echo. This is, uh, this is, uh, the, um, how did I read about it? Why do I know about so, Echo? William Fisk back <gasps> to being terrified. Oh, I already watched the trailer. Oh, with the little girl and the guy yeah. being me. Fisk, who, by the way, is will always be one of my favorite Marvel villains because he really kind of, yeah. I know they, they, eventually he becomes like a super villain because he's super strong and shit. But when he started, he really was just like a really mean guy, like an yeah. Al Capone. He was only at the top because he was real fucking mean and yeah. tough. But yeah, I literally just watched Echo, this, the, the trailer for that this morning. Yeah. I was like, I know why that it looks but- so good. It looks so good. <sighs> also, and I love that little- at the end of the trailer, they're like, uh, you have to set your settings to TVMA to watch this. I'm like, well, yeah, the trailer had a dude getting his brain brains blown out right in it. Also, so. also good for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Good for them. I, mean, I need to show, show the wife now because she's going to be excited. And fucking Vincent D'Onofrio, who I just saw. He was at the Cincinnati Comic Con I worked and I, I kind of just walked past him. I was like, he yeah, gave I'm, me like ter- a I would and- be terrified of him. Like, I wouldn't go anywhere near him. He's another guy that is a chameleon because he's in uh, Jurassic Everything. World and he doesn't even look anything doesn't, like himself. I mean, he's Edgar. We're in a fucking Edgar suit. Yeah. He's a, he's a full metal jacket. Yeah. 1.61 millimeter. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio is probably one of our best act. Like, he, and also, I'll put Carl Urban up there too as like a guy who just goes, nah, that's Judge Dredd. You go, I don't think it is. I think it's Bones. And you go, I don't think that's him. You know, that's the same guy. And I remember, I think it was Kevin Smith on one of his podcasts was talking about when, when they were doing Bones and they put out like a feeler to get somebody in there and somebody, like somebody working on Star Trek, we, we want a guy who kind of feels like Carl Urban. And and he goes, I wonder if Carl Urban people go, well, but you're Carl Urban. Yeah. You should go out for this. So like, but he's another one. But Vincent D'Onofrio is definitely like that dude. Yeah. But man, I'll tell you what, if you haven't watched that first season of, of, um, of not Dark Knight, of uh, uh, Daredevil, and you want to watch a supervillain really grow into his fucking supervillainness, and I was way more intrigued by by the Wilson Fisk storyline mm-hmm. because I know that I mean Daredevil top to bottom I know that storyline, but they did such a good job of making you kind of feel for a villain in such a way that when he did grotesquely horrible shit, you kind of a are astonished that it happened because he seems so normal, but also you're kind of like yeah, I mean it's in there, <laughs> it's definitely yeah. in there, but like door scene and, and oh Daredevil God, yeah. and you. You just go, what the fuck is going? They did such a good, that's some of the best TV writing I think we have ever seen in superhero time ever. It's the best superhero show that's ever made. I think think by far, hands down, probably the best superhero show we've ever seen is that first season of Daredevil because it is so succinct and so to the point and they knew exactly the story they wanted to tell. Which is uh, the, apparently the exact opposite story of the fucking Iron Fist, because that felt like a off the rails nonsense spinning top where people are just trying to hold on until they got mm-hmm. thrown off. I don't I know how like that was. I liked it. I, I liked just, all the Netflix shows, I the Netflix uh, superhero shows. Again, I will say the cartoon version with him being kind of a surfer bro was way better storyline wise, I think, than what they gave us. But and I still like him. He's the Knight of Flowers. And Jessica and, Jones, that first season, Jessica Jones, one of the most terrifying <laughs> supervillains I've ever. Oh, and listen, yeah. I'm, I'm not downing any of them because also Luke Cage. Luke Cage got me into a, a, a musical artist that I never would have learned about. Well, I probably would have figured it out eventually, but Jai Denna, man, uh, in that third episode, there's a cat on stage at, 
at, at, at the club, and his name's yeah. Jidenna, and and it's you don't call, or you come to the chief, you don't call for hail to the chief. I know you got to go. One of the best. Let's go. All right. No, so no, your no, demand no, is watching. Go done and done. Checking it off the list. Also vocals. I'm gonna try to do today because right. I'm still learning audio audacity, and my brain have not worked well since okay. wise. So, but I'm working <laughs> on it. So, and uh, I did start. I got sketches, so I will have you a couple finished products. Hopefully, like Monday, Tuesday. Hey, I appreciate so, that, and take your time. And I uh, and I, I time marked some things, and I wrote down things that, that I'm going to put uh, for the Facebook page that I'm, I'm going to schedule right now. I'm going to stop and go hang out with family, and I'm going to schedule stuff to be posted all on our Facebook right. page. That will, <laughs> once you release it, I know, I know I always say that, but it's always <laughs> fucking hard. And you know as well as I do that you always have well-intentioned things to do, but fucking laundry, dude. Yeah, fucking so. laundry. All right, well, I'm Doug. I'm Ryan. Have a good couple weeks. Bye.